the sixth chapter, beginning at verse 1 of the Gospel of St. Matthew. Glory to Christ our Saviour. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the Gospel of Christ. Praise to Christ, Christ our Lord. Lord. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Now in the public imagination, Lent is primarily a time for giving up things that we otherwise enjoy. A bit like an extended period of New Year's resolutions and possibly as uh, honoured as much in the breach as with our resolutions at New Year. Um, there's an example of this from today's newspapers where Ian Martin describes Lent in terms of denying yourself something that you like, reflecting that you're lucky to have it and feeling grateful to be able to have it again at the end of Lent. Nothing, of course, fundamentally wrong with that, but it doesn't really take in the idea that we give things up in Lent in order to focus more on God and other people. As Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness wrestling with God and himself in prayer, preparing for the period of ministry that would ultimately lead him to the cross, so we can use Lent as a time for personal prayer and private fasting as Jesus' words in today's Gospel reading teach us. 
The artworks that we have in church during Lent are intended to assist us in that contemplation and you may well wish to spend extra time in this wonderful space in prayer and reflection during Lent. As part of focusing more on God, we may choose to take part in a Lent course, such as the course being run by the Bank Churches Group at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays at St. Lawrence Jewry. Sally Muggeridge and I are both involved with this course which will explore the theme of the Christian creeds. In addition, the Walbrook Art Group have organized a series of art talks on Wednesdays at one o'clock to aid our Lenten reflections. In focusing more on God and others during Lent, it is also valid for us as well as giving things up to take up things especially for Lent and there are campaigns like the Church of England campaign called Love Life Live Lent which encourage us to undertake 40 acts of kindness and generosity um, in Lent one act of kindness for each day of Lent all of these though miss the sense of Lent as a journey on which through prayer and reflection we accompany Jesus as he makes his way towards his death. As we accompany him on that journey we reflect on all that he endured for us and the reasons why he endured such things for us. This sense of Lent as a journey that we undertake together with Jesus is one reason why the Stations of the Cross are often so helpful to us in Lent. They take us on the journey that Jesus made to the cross in Holy Week, from Pilate's condemnation to the burial in the tomb. On the day he died, Jesus walked the Via Dolorosa through the streets of Jerusalem, which is, as we know, a holy city for Jews, which would later become sacred to Christians and Muslims. Across the chasm of 2,000 years, this tortured path that he walked resonates with current events for people of many faiths and cultures. And in particular, it calls to mind today the hazardous journeys of refugees from today's Middle East. This Lent, here at St. Stephen Warbrook, we are part of Stations of the Cross 2016, an exhibition created as a pilgrimage around the Stations of the Cross, each of which are located at 14 different iconic locations in central London. This unique exhibition uses works of art to tell the story of the Passion in a new way for people of different faiths. In this pilgrimage for art lovers, viewers will travel across London, mapping the geography of the Holy Land onto the streets of a new Jerusalem. So I encourage you to think about going on that pilgrimage this Lent, visiting the 14 stations and allowing those stations to provoke artistic, spiritual and political passions in us while also reflecting on Jesus' journey 
and his suffering and his love. We are the 13th station on that particular trail for which the artist Michael Takio Magruder has created the installation Lamentation for the Forsaken, which is behind this quadrant of seating near our font. By juxtaposing the sufferings of the Syrian peoples in our own day with the death of Christ, Michael is reminding us that Christ's death is symptomatic of all suffering throughout time. So when we lament Christ's death, our lament is actually for all human sinfulness, which has caused such devastation and destruction throughout our world and our history. And Michael evokes the memory of Syrians who have passed away in the present conflict by weaving their names and images into a contemporary shroud of Turin. But as you look at his installation, the real miracle isn't the shroud itself. It is our capacity to look into the eyes of the forsaken and see our Savior there. Alan Everett, in his exhibition of paintings that surrounds us today, also draws our attention to the persecution of Christians in our world today. These are people who have made the ultimate identification with Christ in their lives, being faithful to him unto death. For those who are martyred for Christ, theirs is the ultimate Lenten journey as their own lives become the stations of the cross. And this year, the Lent appeal in the Diocese of London is for precisely those people, for persecuted Christians. And you have been given a leaflet with information about that campaign. And beginning today, there will be a retiring offering at all of our Lenten services to raise funds for the Diocesan Lent campaign for persecuted Christians. Jesus said in the gospel reading that we've heard today that we store up treasures in heaven when our prayer, our giving, and our fasting and any other Lenten disciplines are done not so that others see us and think we are particularly pious, but instead are seen by God who rewards what we do in secret. In our own day and time, that becomes increasingly difficult. Ian Martin, in the article I referred to earlier, says that the old-fashioned idea of giving something up and keeping quiet about it is becoming more rare with each passing year. If you decide to shun alcohol for a month, we will be following you every step of the way, won't we? There will be a Facebook page for a start. Alas, he laments, these days there is no self-denial so slight that it cannot be chronicled on social media. But that is not what Jesus taught or where Jesus wants us to be with our Lenten disciplines this Lent. So I want to end by wishing you a holy Lent. We have uh, considered in this reflection some of the menu options that are before us this Lent 
here at St. Stephen Warbrook. Which will you choose? They are not, of course, mutually exclusive, and some, some of you might choose a gourmet Lent by taking up all of the available options, while others may pick and mix by sampling a little of this and some of that. Whatever you decide, the challenge is to make active use of the next 40 days in order to deepen your relationship with God. May that be our aim and experience this Lent. Amen.